What should we expect from the Boston Celtics after the start of this NBA season? And who else in the league do we think could be standing there at the end of the year? Plus, over in the NFL, what's going on with the New England Patriots quarterback situation? And what have we gotten wrong so far this year? All ahead on this edition of Home Field Advantage and Filling Up with Kyle Diesel and Cam Chiesa. I'm Will Highland. Welcome in to Home Field Advantage and Filling Up. My name's Will Highland. Hope you're all having a great week or weekend, however you're listening or watching. Watching with us on YouTube, don't forget to drop down and hit that subscribe button. Same thing if you're listening on audio, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Diesel and I appreciate it. I'm also joined by guest and for a former co-host of mine on the Sports Guys. He's the former center of the great Springfield Fighting Cosmos. Cam Kesa, how are you today? I'm great, Will. It's good to be with you fellas tonight. We're going to get into it. Awesome. And as always, dropped below with former Mount St. Joseph Academy Green Wave wide receiver. His name's Kyle Diesel. Kyle, what is up? Oh, not much. Enjoying the nice warm weather while we still have it. Yeah, while we still have it for sure. And if you missed it, I'm Will Highland, former Belfast area high school Lion infielder. Enough with the pleasantries. We've had some time to prep here. We're going to be talking a lot of NBA, a lot of NFL tonight. Um, you know, Kyle's right. The weather won't be warm for much longer, which means we're heading into the winter. And so with that, we'll lead off talking basketball. And Kyle, since I brought up the green wave in your former high school alma mater, and I think you guys were green too, the Cosmos. Green and uh, white, baby. Green and white. All right. So, so while we're talking about green and white, figure we'll start off. We'll talk about the Boston Celtics. Now, we've had a little bit of a tumultuous offseason. I'm going to sort of play the role of Will Kane. You guys are going to be Stephen A. and Max from uh, a couple of years ago. But I'm going to need – we need your early thoughts on Celtics' expectations given everything that we've experienced over the last month, but especially the last, like, six months. Kyle, let's start with you. My opinion for the Celtics is that they have to go – all the way back from the championship this year. There is no way they fall short. I mean, the only excuse they have is their head coach is gone because of a scandal that happened. But a coach does play a big role, but they have basically everyone returning back, plus Blake Griffin. I don't think they have any excuses for not making all the way back to the finals and winning this year. They had their experience. They can't have any excuses. Were they like 3-0 and to start the season, 4-0? I think they have no excuses why not to go back the team they have and win it all. If they don't, I think it's time to break up the band. Sorry. I know Cam and you will might not like it, but I think it'll be time to break up the band. All right. What do, what do we think, Big Cam? Break up the band. I'll deal with that after. <laughs> so we're three and one. Tough loss to Chicago um, the other night. But so the Celtics, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's a it's an Eastern Conference Championship and an NBA Championship, and it's for different reasons uh, than Diesel said. I believe they have a, they have a top five player in the NBA in their roster in Jason Tatum. He's played like it to start the year. Uh, an improved Jalen Brown, a still locked in Marcus Smart, and a pretty nice little bench, and already with a signature win over the extremely overrated Philadelphia 76ers. You mentioned the coach piece. One piece, one piece that we're not considering, and I know it's very early. Joe Missoula, right out of the gate, looks like he has the command and the respect of this roster, and with his calm demeanor, which is very Udoka-like in my opinion, there's no reason we can't slide right back into the NBA Finals. So you disagree with Kyle in that it's time to shake up the roster if they don't. Back absolutely. Back. That's, that's, that's foolish. The, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the best market, the best wing combination in the NBA. Okay. I'm not saying that Giannis is a better, Giannis is a better player, but he's the, they're the best wing combination in the NBA. The what best about, what about, let's give Kyle the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he wasn't talking about the Jays. Maybe he was talking about Marcus Smart. There's no significant roster move you can make to quote unquote improve the team without one of the Jays being traded. 
I don't see how in, there's, those are the two most top assets by a wide margin. I don't know what else you'd look for. And today's NBA, you're looking for athletic wings that can defend, sh- shoot, and space the floor and create. Tatum and Brown can do all those things. You combine you it with Marcus defensive ability of Marcus Smart. What's that? Is Marcus Smart replaceable? Is Marcus Smart replaceable? See, this is a tough question to evaluate. I have this debate with friends all the time. Marcus Smart to me is like Draymond Green. He's a lot better on the Celtics than he'd be anywhere else. I don't think his impact on the culture is replaceable. His numbers are very replaceable. Okay. His three point shooting is very replaceable, but the way he, the, the, the importance and the impact on the culture, the Celtics have is the reason why he's there. There's no need to shake up this roster. The reason the, the, the roster is already shaken up. We stole Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason from the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon is going to come off the bench and play great. He had a great start. His playmaking is, is the perfect alternate to Marcus Smart. Okay? So the reason we lost in the finals was turnovers and lack of playmaking last year to Golden State. Malcolm Brogdon will help limit those turnovers and take a little bit of that load off of the Jays' playmaking needs. That's how I look at it. Kyle, do you – when you say shake up the roster, do you mean move on from a guy like Tatum or Brown? Or do I you believe mean it. Somebody else. I think he's moving off of one of the big three that they currently have there. I think if, if they don't go, like I said, if they don't win it this year, you can't just keep having an excuse for not making it going on. Like, oh, we weren't ready. Oh, so what's, the, what's the move? What makes you better than those guys? I think you need a veteran player. You need to trade for someone who's been there and won. Why would you tra- why would you trade a, a wing that's on a non-max deal for somebody that's on a potential max deal that's older, more mileage on the body, and is not as good as Jalen or Jason? Jason's gonna be an MVP candidate. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a finalist for MVP. Jalen Brown was gonna be an all-star if he wasn't hurt. Those are two of the top 20 players in a league, borderline top 15 if you want to get confident on Brown. Right now, the formula for the league, th- those are the two of the guys. Right, right. but Cam, but Cam, yeah. I'm just, I'm moderating here because I'm I not. Know, I'm huge, passionate about these guys. Man. I'm not a huge basketball guy. Look, Marshan's returning to the Bruins last night, but tonight, right now, as we speak, but you guys have my attention on the NBA. So don't waste it. My question, <laughs> my question though, Cam, is if, if, if you think that these guys are top 15 players in the NBA, right? At like, least top 20. Top 20. Okay, we'll say top 20. These guys are top 20 players in the NBA. And let's just go through the years here. Now, ever the Celtics roster has changed drastically over the, la- over the last Tatum's year. Career. Just say Tatum's career. This is the sixth year, the last five yeah. years, right? Okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah, let's just say since 27, 2018, because 2017, he wasn't on the team. All right, so since the 2018 season, they've lost – a couple, at least two Eastern Conference Finals. They lost in the NBA Finals. They've lost in the second round once. I believe that was the Ky- the year before Kyrie yeah. went out the door. And then you right. had the Kyrie's 20 year. Then you had the bubble year. They lose to Miami. And then in 21, they lose to, uh, help me uh, jog my memory here. Was it Milwaukee? What, in 21? Yeah. Or was it the uh, Nets? It no, it was Miami. the Nets. It was, it was, it was, no, yes, I'm sorry, yes, in five All years. Right. And then last year, obviously, they lose in the um, in the NBA Finals. So it's not like these guys haven't had some kicks at the can, right? So I guess my – I'm ready for you already. Playing New Jersey <laughs> Devils advocate here um, is what is what is taking them so long to get there? Um, so let me uh, let me just ask this. Joel Embiid has won four playoff series in five years. Okay. He's been in the second round four times. He's never been in the conference finals. Jason Tatum's rookie year, they were they went to the they went to the conference finals and came within a few three-pointers short of beating LeBron to go to the NBA finals. In five right. years, right. in five years, but there Jason but Tatum's Cam, already been Cam, to the NBA not, finals. Cam, there's not the 17 conference Eastern Conference Finals banners hanging in the rafters of That's teams. right. Like, how many teams, if you, how, go ask, seriously, go ask, go ask, a Cleveland, like Caval- go ask a Cleveland Cavaliers fan if they'd be okay with an NBA Finals appearance, being to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, 
in the last five years with players who were under 26 years old. I, oh, look, I'm not saying – Joel has never been in the conference finals. Nikola Jokic has been in the conference finals once and got spanked by the Lakers, okay? James Harden has choked so much in the playoffs, right? But, where's, but, where's the but, question but mark Cam, here? Cam, comparing them to other losers isn't how you convince me that they're winners. No, but I'm not. I'm saying they've won more already. Right. As, as a rookie you're right. and as a you're right. player. You're right. They have, as young guys, done a lot already. Michael Jordan yeah. didn't win didn't win until he was 26, 27. LeBron right. lost a few times as well. Kobe Bryant in his first appearance in the finals was terrible. He was airballing shots. Shaquille O'Neal is the reason they won in 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if Kobe didn't have the best center performance in the playoffs, I'm not saying all the time, Shaq's 2000 season, go back and look at it, was arguably the best single season in NBA history, statistical wise. That's why they won the chip. Kobe was terrible in the first finals. Right. I, I look, I get all that. I understand yeah. NBA, I understand NBA history and we can go back to when we were all in diapers. <laughs> my my point my point is my point is that you are correct in that these guys are top players. All right. And Diesel is correct in that they've had a lot of chances and it's championship or bust. And we know yeah. that this we know that the Celtics aren't afraid to shake up the team they've done it before in our lifetime correct Um, and they you know i'm old enough to remember when i was you know maybe 18 19 years old not that long ago and we were talking about a quasi super team that included isaiah thomas and paul george and all these other things that never came to fruition and i'm also old enough to remember driving around when i first started really listening to sports talk radio and this was probably like 2018 ish and hearing a lot of people say well next year's the year we're going to compete with golden state well no next year's the year oh we just need we just need gordon hayward and kyrie irving we just need kemba actually no we need al to come back okay so can i just let me just offer this point though please okay so to win an nba championship let's look at recent champions Mm -hmm. the best shooter of all time Stephen Curry, with one of the best-run organizations, have won four of the last, whatever, eight championships. I think five. To win la- Thank you. To win last year's championship, and I'm not a big excuse guy, but just throwing us out here, it took the worst turnover percentage by a team and a player, 100 turnovers for Jason Tatum, to, to lose. So the Celtics beat themselves in that playoffs. The finals, no excuse, they lost. Okay? Look, look at the last few champions. Giannis Antetokounmpo, one to me, Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. It's Agreed. not even close. It's Kyle, not even close. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah, and he won. And so the best player in the world won a championship. Okay, no complaints there. LeBron and AD in the bubble. Bubble was a weird year. AD was healthy. Hard to evaluate that one. Okay, in 2019, Mickey Mouse. Kawhi Leonard, Leonard had a great, a, a Kobe type Finals run, a MJ type Finals run. They load managed and perfectly at that time. Kawhi was a top seven to ten player. No question really there at the time when he was healthy. Obviously, the Golden State years before Kevin Durant, the arguably the best team of all time. So you see what I'm getting? Look what it takes to win a championship. And you have to have, to win a championship, you have to have the best shooter of all time or the mm-hmm. best player in the league or the second best player of all time with LeBron or an absolute freak run like Kawhi Leonard with injuries happening to Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson in that finals. All right. Okay. There's a lot. All, to win I mean, a that's all true. To that's win a championship true. in the NBA, you have to get over. Like Michael had to beat the Pistons, okay. Like Tim Duncan had to beat Shaq in the Lakers. Like it, like, it takes a lot to get there. No, I get it, and you don't have yeah. to be a scholar of NBA history to understand all that. Like I'm not, right. and I understand all that because it's the right. same thing in all other sports, it's right? Like, Championships, everyone likes to have all these diatribes about champ defense wins championship. Da, 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 da. No, no, it's the best stars, players. Stars and players win championships. Right. right. So, Kyle, as we close out the Celtics expectations, we clearly know what cams are. Do you – you've been critical. Are they capable? We've heard Cam talk about are they capable. We just heard him explain how we've had stars in recent ha- past that have rose to the occasion and done that. Are either one of the Celtics superstars capable of doing that? I mean, Cam made some great points. I mean, they are capable of doing it. They just need the 
need to prove it to us that they can do it because Boston has the history of winning championships for years in all their sports. And they're right now they're kind of on a drought. And this is kind of the team or the sport right now that really all Boston fans are looking forward to. Uh, I mean, hockey just started, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But right now, that's the team. Like, they're turning into almost like – right now, almost like the Yankees. Like, they keep adding these players what they want, what they need. They have the key players, but they're not providing the championship. I right? just want to know one – I want to know one trade you'd make that would be better than Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I don't think – I don't think he's speaking of a specific player – I mean, you could. <laughs> Do you make changes for changes' sake? I sometimes sometimes addition is subtraction. So you want to go from a you want to go from a perennial conference finals contender to maybe being a playoff team? I'm just asking. I'm not oh. saying that. I'm saying you don't know how the season's gonna turn out. The season just started, so if things start to that's right. But um, I, I'm arguing. I'm arguing with the premise that if they don't win the championship this year, that a top five MVP candidate and the top twenty player, you must get rid of them. For what? I, I, I think okay, that's unfair because I don't think he said them. He said it, he did say, also say one of the big three. He didn't necessarily specify. Jay I just want to know: is there an? Then I want to hear: is there enough assets besides the Jays to get a star level player? What about Bradley Beal? He's not a star level player. No, what does yeah. he? What does he do better than Jalen Brown or Jason? I'm not Tate? saying he does. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm saying that. You, I'm not even up. saying that you get rid of one of those three to get him. But I know that his name has been thrown around. It's in- been thrown around for years because of the, the St. Louis connection. I get it. Yeah. Which would Tatum. I get it. Who does Beal guard? Beal can't guard a nosebleed. I don't know who guards nosebleeds anywhere. That's right. Well, the point is Bradley Beal's never played a meaningful game in his life. I mean, I, think you mean, I don't know what analogy we can use to guard something, but I don't think it's a nosebleed. He's a, he's a, he's a sieve on defense. I can get by <laughs> Maybe not. Well, that's <laughs> like it carried away. I uh, if you come in, I just no. I just they, threw his name out there because we've every Celtics fan has been yelling at me for like four years. We're not gonna get Giannis. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna get Steph Curry. One like, thing well, I will I'm, say about the Bucks though is Celtics fans love to pat them. And look, I'm I'm a low key Celtics fan. I don't follow the NBA a lot, but when they're on, I root for them. Right? I'm not one of these like I right, hate the right, Celtics right. kind of to be a contrarian guy. I'm just objective about it because I'm not blinded by faith in the team and loyalty in the team but a lot of Celtics fans do like to pat themselves on the back for beating the Bucks this year and conveniently leave out that Chris Middleton was hurt the whole series I don't forget that okay. that was a I nice, I'm not, nice I'm not saying, I didn't say you I said a lot of Celtics fans conveniently I, leave that part out no, I'm saying I always said if Middleton was healthy the Bucks would have been in the finals the Bucks would have been in the finals if Middleton was healthy there's no question about that but he wasn't he wasn't Mm. I mean, but what would it take to go get somebody like Carl Anthony Towns? Is why would I want Carl Anthony Towns? I don't why think it's up to that person. Why would, he's, why would he, I want Carl Anthony Towns, though? He's okay. He's still what a top 15 player in the league. He's not better. You think he's better than Jalen Brown? I didn't say he was. I'm just saying, I'm not asking <laughs> replacing, replacing. Sometimes it's not, and you know this because you're a coach too. It's not about players worth this, other player worth this. Must, fit. must it has to be sometimes it's about the fit so i don't know maybe here he would thrive because minnesota i mean really it, it, it's not he seems like his career is going nowhere there um well, i like course, that team it's, it's a but, it's a wasteland they have a nice young core i know it's not a minnesota topic but i love anthony edwards but yeah i mean but they, they have a nice young team i i mean i oh have always liked cat they did move on from Wiggins. Wiggins went and won a championship with the Warriors. I that's a cult. That's a culture and fit thing with Wiggins, though, because he has yeah. the two of the best three shooters of all time around him, and Clay and yeah. Steph. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they won because of Wiggins, but Wiggins. No, I really good. Well, defense. Wiggins was Wiggins was, was the second best player in the finals last year. He, he, yeah. We I think we talked about it during the finals yeah. that he went off. In he like did. He dominated. Yeah. He owned Tatum, no question. He yeah. he made Tatum. He made Tatum his boy. He owned him. He owned him. But I, I, I don't know if a guy like Cat makes you better. I don't know who else is around. Not defensively. Follow. I, I just feel like you just don't make change for change's sake. And 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 I tend to agree with you. I think even if they lose in the finals this year, the the, the refrain out of TD Garden will be, oh well, 
there was an injury or we lost to a better team or we didn't have our head coach or whatever. Like they're not going to blow up the team after, even if they make the finals the second consecutive year and lose. I, I don't think so. Even if they lose in the Eastern Con- conference final, I don't think they make any huge changes. I think it'd the be extremely thing, foolish to do so. The only thing that would cause them to make a massive change would be if they miss the playoffs altogether, which isn't going to happen. Cause like every team makes the playoffs in the NBA. And then, right. um, if they didn't get beyond like the first round. Agree. That's fair. That's really that's, the that's only fair. thing that would cut ca- that for me would cause them to be like, hold up. Maybe we got to reassess our team here. I just but, don't think there's 15 better guys than Jalen Brown in the league right now. Overall. And in the 15 that are guys available that are realistic. Are, and available. There you go. I was going to say that you're yeah. not going to get Devin Booker or yeah, Clyde. I mean, like, obviously yeah. you could throw out some names. Like he'd be a name. I would love him on the Celtics, you know, sure. uh, yeah. in, a, in a perfect world. Like I'd love, um, Who's the guy down there in? Um... Give me John Morant, please. Yes, like, that's what I was, I was about to say. Give the. But he's, guess what? Memphis. Memphis, they won't. They wouldn't trade the state of Kentucky for him, or whatever, whatever state they're in, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm a northern guy. <laughs> you know, there's. I could get a map out for you if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna need a blood pressure map for telling me we gotta trade the team away because uh, we gotta make a trade. We gotta make a change. All right, what? Now, we can move on here because I think we hit this hard. We've been talking about oh. this for like 20 minutes. If they're but if there are other teams in the East, right, that would knock off the Celtics, who are they? Kyle, let's we'll start with you. I think the teams, like we just talked about, I think the Bucks definitely was a healthy Hamilton now, could definitely knock them off. But I also think that the Heat, the Heat gave up, drove them to what, game seven last year? Yep. Yeah. They're another team that could, those are two teams I think right now. Maybe Chicago. Chicago's on their way up this year. Right. They have a lot of good, good last year, fell apart for the end of the season. But I think yeah. those are top three teams in the East that have a chance of knocking Celtics off. There's, there's always that gritty team in the in the in either conference that sort of like surprises people a little bit. Like Cam pointed out several years ago, it was the Celtics with Kyrie Hurd and with Hayward gone and like you know they and they had like Terry Rozier or whatever and they like clawed their way around. Um, there are teams that randomly do that in the NBA, so I won't put it past them. What about you, Cam? Well. Kyle, obviously Milwaukee, good choice. Miami's really tough, well coached. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler's a great playoff player. I'll go. Those are my other two, but I'll go. How about Toronto Raptors? Yeah, right. They have a, they have a great roster. I love Scotty Barnes, Pascal. Those guys, they fit what I'm talking about. Those athletic wings that can guard, shoot, and defend, and, and create for each other. Trying to guard Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam every night—that's that's- difficult. And those guys can guard the Jays. I think. As, as good as you can. So that, and I, if I had to do one more like super kind of deep sleeper in the East, Cleveland Cavaliers, they're probably a couple of years early, but I love Evan Mobley and I love uh, Mitchell being there with those guys. So I think that could be something. So I think, but Milwaukee's the big challenger. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, I think the, I think that the Bucks just caught the injury bug last year. I agree with you. They're, I think they're still the best team in the East, top to bottom. And like we all said a few minutes ago, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. By a um, lot. I've, I've felt that way really since he won that championship last summer. Um, yep. the, the thing, and you're right about Toronto, and it's a different Toronto team. Like, they've always played the Celtics pretty tough. And look, I know Kawhi's not there. DeRozan's not there. It's a different, it's a different makeup. But yeah, like, they just seem to always play the Celtics pretty tough. Um, even that seven game series in the bubble year was really tight, um, razor thin. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys. And I think Philly's frauds. I mean, I know Philly sports is having a good run right now with like the Eagles and the Phillies and whatnot, but I don't know. I just, we were just trashing on him being a little bit, a little while ago. Um, Harden, I mean, it, I, they just, I don't, I don't get the sense there that like, they're going to make noise in the playoffs. I just don't get that. Um, what about out west, Kyle? Uh, anybody out west besides the obvious? Besides the Warriors, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let me think about that. Uh, sh- 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 trying to think. Uh, I do think there are some teams out there, like we saw the Suns, of course. Um, have a good chance they'll probably make it pretty deep in the playoffs. Um, the Mavs, I always like the Mavs. I do like how the teams run very young. I still Hard think not they're to like the Mavs. I still think they still need a few more pieces there to really make themselves solidified uh, playoff run. Luca is probably a top five player in the NBA as well. I yeah. agree with that. He the might Jazz, be third or second. 
Um, but I do think the Jazz always fall apart sometime in the playoffs. I don't know why they seem to fall apart, but they're there, but they just, for some yeah. reason, can't capitalize on anything. What about those Memphis? Are... <sighs> I don't, I, I just can't see Memphis. Yeah, they no. were just, they kind of like ran out of gas last year. What about you, Cam? Did you already say, no, you haven't. What about the West? So I'll, I'll just put the Suns out there. That's an easy one. I'm actually going to push back on Golden State, and here's why. They're, they've re- they've really regressed defensively so far. They're giving up 120 points a game. That concerns me. They're older. Dre and Clay are older. They're hurt more. I they they're gonna have to rely on a lot of unproven guys. Yeah. So for them to win, they're gonna have to rely on James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. I love Jordan Poole. Yeah. But, but I mean, they're those those are gonna be the guys. So they're I'm not putting Golden State yeah. in my top three. I don't like Golden State to repeat. If I was going like a little different, I like the New Orleans Pelicans if they're healthy. Zion, Zion, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Valanchunas, Herb Jones, Grand Theft Alvarado. That's a really nice young team that has some juice. Again, I've always been tough on Zion with injuries, but if he's healthy, he's an ex, he's an all-star level player. BI, Brandon Ingram looks great. And they have a nice coach in Willie Green. So that's a nice little crew there. And if I had to go a little bit deeper, I like the Clippers still, because even without Paul George and Kawhi playing a lot, they're very, they're eleven guys deep. They have Reggie Jackson, they have Marcus Morris, they have John Allback. Marcus Morris, yeah. I mean, they have a nice team. They have guys. They have Luke Kennard is a great three point specialist. They have guys. They have five guys that can lead you in scoring every night. So those are my five guys that wouldn't grab the burger. I take two extra mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Cajun fries. Um, no, no, I like that. No, it's total, totally good. I love those sleeper NBA picks because, I mean, no no one really talks about that in the NBA. It's sort of like people get into this foregone conclusion that's like, okay, Warriors and whomever in the in the finals. And sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Um, but more often than not, it does. The other team I throw out there and want your opinion on, what about the Nuggets? So I'll just I'll tackle that one real quick. It's going to come down to the health of Michael Porter Jr. Yep. Okay, because you have Jokic; he's obviously an all-time great already. He's a Hall of Famer if he died tomorrow. Jamal Murray, if he comes back healthy as well, he's an excellent player. He's a he's a top top thirty player in the league when healthy. But the the X factor has been since he was drafted, Michael Porter Jr. And how's that back going to hold up? Yeah, because Michael Porter Jr. was supposed to be the number one pick in his draft class. People forget that. He was the number one rated player out of Missouri. He was the guy before the back surgeries. And Denver stole him at 14. So if he can contribute and be, if he could be 75% well of what he was projected to be, that's a sleeper finals team. All right. I like that. I like that. Well, guys, while we're talking about Denver, we're obviously talking about Nuggets. And there was a Nugget this week in the NFL world, if you're ready to move on. That love my transition there. It's a plus. Great. A plus. You can tell I do this a lot. Um, the, the, the nugget in the NFL world was that Matt Jones is expected to start the game against the Jets on Sunday. Um, now I'm going to interject myself here a little bit more because I know a little, lot more about this than I do about the Denver Nuggets starting five. Um, Mac Jones, we all said in the beginning of the NFL discussion we had back in early September that Mac Jones had the opportunity to take that second year jump. We talked about Joe Burrow, Lamar, some of the Tyler, some of these other quarterbacks. Now, obviously, He's not Mahomes, yes. He's not as dynamic as those guys. No one has to – we're not fooling anybody when we say that. But he he obviously had the injury in the game against Baltimore. He had a really rough game to open the year at Miami. Now, to be fair, a lot of Patriots quarterbacks have a hard time in Miami. And they got lucky to beat the Steelers – And then he sat out for two games and they won. The Pats did. And then last Monday night, he had three really ugly possessions. 
And so Mac Jones is going to be the starter going forward, it appears, for the Patriots, despite all this inconsistency. Is that fair or foul, Kyle? That's tough. I mean, just seeing what he did last year, I feel like it's kind of hard to say because Zappi's had a great start coming in off the bench. Um, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but I, I just don't feel like Mac Jones is the same as himself last year. He doesn't look as healthy. His passes don't look too well. And I think Zappi is kind of that like bright spot, especially for like fans and for the team. I think he's the go-to guy, but I'm not as well informed on how the Pats are um, since they are not in the NFC, so I don't really follow them as much. But that's just my input. I think you got to go with the guys who's brought you the most this so far this year. Can't go off of past experiences. Do you agree, Cam? Here's the thing. That's a fair opinion. I really, I think it's a fair opinion. So here's how outsider opinion too. Yeah, I think that's a fair thought. I'm not an anti-Mac guy, but my question would be, we're we're rolling with Zappy, two wins in a row. What's the rush to get Mac back? If if Mac Jones is truly the starter and Belichick fully believes in him, why wouldn't we wait till he's just fully healthy instead of trying to pull the college strategy of playing both quarterbacks? I don't think that benefits either quarterback. No. Okay. And if there's a guy, if there's a guy who yeah. you would play both quarterbacks with, potentially is a guy like Jones who did that all through college, essentially, because you think about the two guys out right. of him are both starters in the NFL. Right. Well. So it's and then it's not like he has never been a second stringer before or come in the second half. But I agree. It, it just was weird to me. Go, go ahead, continue. Sorry. I was just gonna say it's I think it's bad coaching, it's mismanaged. Right. Okay. So Max got off to a, I would say a below average start before the injury. Okay. But you don't bench a guy for not being, you know, really elite at the beginning. He's a young, he's a second year quarterback. He gets hurt. Zappy comes in. One thing I will say about Bailey Zappy, and I've watched, and I will, I think you and I have watched every second of every Pats game. When, and you cannot deny when Bailey Zappy is in the football game, the offense looks more crisp. He has great control of the huddle and there is arm talent there. Okay, I will say those three things. Is that fair? Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. The offense looks, it feels, I can feel it from home. It feels sharper. It feels more up-tempo, right? It just feels like there's more hope to actually score. Whenever Max in the game, it's like, man, we got to hit everything right, and hopefully Stevenson can break one off and a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah. Uh. When Zappi comes in, man, he has great arm talent. The offense is moving. He's audible and he's controlling the huddle. I'll, I'll say all this. Okay, but Mac Jones should be the starter. I want to make that clear. My last right. Point. Yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing. It's like all these Mac, Mac's a better quarterback. Awesome. Except I really don't want him to be the starter because he's six foot one. Right, and the Patriots still have a lot invested in Mac Jones. Like a first round pick. And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And they, they he's only played like fourteen games in the NFL or something like that. Sorry, right. not fourteen. I forgot the seven there. Twenty one. He had. Right. I was only counting his wins. Sorry. The the seven losses from last year. The, it's, it's really bizarre, though, because Mac Jones, I've said this a million times. I'm going to say it again right now. He's never going to be your fantasy quarterback. He's always going to be your reality quarterback. But the problem with Mac Jones this year is that he wasn't even really your reality quarterback because some of the things that you took for granted – with Brady for 20 years and last year with Mac Jones was they always hit the check down. They always hit the open guy. They never threw the ball into double triple coverage. Cause that's stupid. They always threw the ball away. They knew when to take a sack. They knew when to, um, they knew when to change the play. Some of those things in the first couple of games of the season and definitely the first few drives on Monday night, that wasn't the case with Mac. It did not and happen. It, it was not happening. And perhaps and the big elephant in the room is um, – the big Crimson Tide elephant in the room is that they changed the coaching staff. Big time. So, like, Josh isn't – Josh McDaniels isn't there. They didn't even try, or to my knowledge, to go after a guy like Bill O'Brien that has oh. a – that runs a familiar system at Alabama, mind you, right now. And 
they brought Matt Patricia and Joe Judge back to be offensive coaches. And I know a lot of Patriots fans are just hammering that and hammering that. And there's a huge faction of Patriots fans that I think want Mac to fail because they want to like be, win an argument or something about like, I don't know what exactly. But one thing I do notice, and I'm getting on a little bit of a tangent here, is that yes, you're right. that The offense looks crisper with Bailey Zappi, but Bailey Zappi is kind of doing nothing out of the ordinary. He's just sort of doing what the playbook says. And perhaps that's because he's that's the NFL playbook that he knows. He didn't learn an NFL system last year. And he played a college offense in college. Mac Jones played pretty close to a pro offense in college. So as there, close as you can get. Right. So there's a lot of different um Factors that play in the X and O's that I think make the offense look crisper with Bailey Zappi in there. There's all these theories about, well, Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia are calling better plays for Bailey Zappi than they are for Mac Jones. I don't buy that. That's a little bit. Everybody knows. That's that's bull jive, man. I think the one thing that Mac is doing that I don't think he wants to do is there's some emphasis on 50-50 balls out there. Because Mac Jones has been throwing balls into triple, quadruple coverage that – he didn't do last year. So I don't know where that came from in the playbook, but I'd like that to go away. But I guess there's a long way of saying that the question between the two, if you are you going with one or the other, you're gonna you have to go with Mac Jones. Agree. Because if if you don't go with Mac Jones, this isn't like everybody wants to talk about Drew Bledsoe versus Tom Brady. 21 years ago completely different situation drew bledsoe had been in the nfl for a million years they weren't trying to redevelop him they knew that worst case scenario he was they were gonna have they were gonna have to trade him and they were gonna get some huge for him because he was a proven nfl starter matt jones he's still on a rookie contract they have a ton left in him right and and with mac being your guy you have to keep his confidence if they were to go and say Bailey Zappi's our starter because he had two good games against the Lions and the Browns, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to be our starter going forward, even if Mac is healthy, sure, that might galvanize the locker room in terms of clarity. But I don't. some people in the locker room might be like, you're turning on a, our young quarterback who we believe is the leader, who we chose over Cam Newton as a coaching staff. And took us to the playoffs as a rookie, right. I'll add. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose Mac. Mac probably is already pissed at the fans. The fans were booing him, right? Like they were. I they wanted were Zappy to, Zappy, I wanted, Will. I, I what? They were that? screaming Zappy. Yeah, they were screaming. I Zappy, wanted Zappy. Zappy in the game on Monday night, not because I wanted Mac Jones to never be the starter for the rest of the year, because I saw Mac play the first three drives. He did not look healthy. That's why. I I, I was like. It looked like they were rushing him back because they wanted to like be smarter than the Bears or something. No, you have the Bears at home on Monday night. The Bears are atrocious, all right, and they they completely dismantled the Browns the week before. And the Browns, I would put on par with the Bears going into Monday night. And so, what changed? What changed is that they messed around with the quarterback situation. Everybody wants to talk about how, oh, Zappi did so much better. Zappi made two throws. He made one throw to a wide-open Myers who, that he almost missed. It was almost so good of a throw that it didn't make it to the wide receiver. And then the other throw was a 50-50 ball that Parker caught. Beyond that, that was the two touchdown drives. The second half, he looked just like Jones did for the first three possessions. So everybody needs to calm down a little bit. The game plan was cloudy. The situation is still cloudy. And I don't know if they're going to beat the Jets this week. So let's just put that out there. So, Cam, I don't know if you have any thoughts. Kyle, feel free to chime in as well. Well, I just wanted to add one point. I mean, you, well, you nailed it with confidence. Confidence in a quarterback, man. I was – I said – to you previously, if they wanted to go with Zappy, Zappy should have got every first team rep before the Bears game and kept that confidence going. Matt could have rested a full another week. You prevent him from having this embarrassing 
embarrassing situation for a young quarterback. On national they, television. Hey, I believe if Zappy had all those reps, they win that football game. I really do. Because Zappy's rolling. Because yeah. you had two guys that didn't know who was going to start. This isn't right. Montana State, guys. This is the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, come on. Seriously. Seriously. And and I thought this is on Belichick, man. They would right. You had the whole you had Mac taking like 90% of the first team snaps, and then he plays three drives, and then you come in. Look, and Zappy, they had Zappy prepared for the Green Bay game, but that was because they knew Mac wasn't going to start, and they did 50-50 with Hoyer and Zappy. Yeah, because he was the backup. He was the backup to Hoyer. Yeah. Right. And so he was prepped. Right. And they knew. They knew. He was ready for Detroit. He was definitely ready for Cleveland because he had practice time. Yeah. Belichick went, yeah. he went so anti-Belichick with this. It's scary. It screams senile. It screams I'm trying to be cuter than you, and I got burned again. Here's here's my question for you guys. How does this affect their mentality? The two quarterbacks, Jones and Zappi, how does that affect their mentality now going forward for the rest of the year? Being I, think it's, of- a, I think it's a huge impact, Diesel. I think it, it plants the seed of doubt in the max head. And, well, what about Zappi? He's saying, hold on, wait a second. You went to me in the fourth possession of the game in the second quarter, right? Now I'm not starting? Now I'm not starting? Why? What I do? Why did you even put me back in the game? Why didn't did you Mac, just start? Why didn't you just ride yeah. back? If I'm Bailey, I'm go. He didn't. He didn't outplay me. We both had some bad moments. Why am yeah. I not starting? I'm two. I'm two and one, man. Like yeah. the fans are chanting. If I'm Bailey, I'm going. I'm two and one. The fans He's are chanting my name. Zappy? No, no. Jones is one and two. Yeah. I, I'm, if I'm Bailey, I'm saying. If I'm yeah. Bailey Zappy, I'm two and one. Yeah. I, you know, I had a shutout win. Like I'm feeling good. Like everybody's feeling me, my teammates are responding. The offense looks good, and now I'm back on a bench for this. And for this guy, you just threw a pick. Like really? And now, yeah. like you created a problem that didn't need to be there, right? Because what you could have done is you could have played Bailey Zappi against the Bears, and let's Maybe say one. win, win, lose, or draw. You played him, you hung with him. That's another week that Mac is healthy. Then you revisit it for this Jets game, which, by the way, is a huge divisional game because you're now three and four, and the Jets are five and two. I think it's, I think it's an elimination game for the division. If the Pats lose, they can't they cannot win the division. Right. It, it, so. if they, if, even if they and yeah, you, it's a huge swing in the division because if the Jets huge. win, they're six and two, and you're three and five. All right, you're, you're three, three games behind. You're you'd be three games behind them with a tiebreaker. That's so, tough. You're not you're not overcoming you're four games behind. So yeah. yeah, that's not the Jets. We're not even talking about Miami or Buffalo. The Jets. I know right? that's the sad part. Yeah. So then, what you could have done is if you played him win, lose, or draw against the Bears, you get Mac ready for the divisional road game at Jets, and then you get him ready for the home game in between, home against Indianapolis, which looks more winnable now that Ryan is playing. So, uh. They, they instead they kind of went with this half-assed situation college uh, option two quarterback lottie dog garbage this that didn't work do. this is what bad team that's what bad football teams do that's what cleveland does that's what carolina does this yeah. is not what six-time world champions do it's embarrassing it's below it's be- i'm so mad now it's below bill it's disgust it's desperate it's yeah. desperate it didn't need to happen and here we are and now all we're talking about, and by the way, forget the quarterbacks, they couldn't stop the run anyway. Justin right. Fields looked like Bo Jackson and Lamar oh Jackson and Michael Vick combined. He had anything he wanted all day. Right. I whole, haven't, seen, different argument. I haven't but, seen that many people fall down since the, since oh. the last slip and slide uh, convention. <laughs> it just doesn't I, – I don't understand why they, they couldn't – this is a whole other topic – but yeah, put, I tweeted this out. The quarterback actually had little to do with the outcome on Monday night, to be quite honest. And yes. then we just spent 20 minutes talking about the quarterback. They kind of got blown out. They couldn't stop anything. Because they could not. It was like third and nine, and you it might as well have been third and, third and one. zero. <laughs> like it was a fir- an automatic first down. Like third there and goes nine. Field, there goes field down. There goes field for 25 yards again. He's running by our linebackers. Hey guys, yeah. is anybody gonna tackle him? Anybody? The the oh. only guy on defense that tied his cleats on Monday night was Matt Juon. Everybody else, <laughs> they should have walked home. They should have been locked out of the locker room. 
That's imp- now I'm awake now. That's no, imp- it, no, it was it was so bad, and it actually it ex- But seriously, it exacerbated the problem. If that's even yes. a word, exacerbated, exacerbated, it exacerbated the problem because not only did you have an unclear, unclear offensive situation, but because of that, the defense was on the field all game. <laughs> they, they like they were. They never got a chance to rest. I was saying this in our in our group chat. And, you know, somebody got on my case about it. I'm like, look, like the defense has been on the field the entire game. And Chicago scored 33 points. They scored seven against Washington. We actually had a situation where we could have stopped them. I want to say like early in the third quarter, they were only up nine at the moment. And they were at like, they were like just 37. And I know Cairo Santos was kicking the ball all over the yard and he was doing all kinds of stuff last night or Monday night. But still... 55 yards at Foxborough is a pretty long kick in the fog on at nighttime. Sure. So I'm like, great. They had, but instead, even the one time they did stop Chicago on third down, they let field scramble for just enough yards to make that like a 47 yarder. And then they may made it. Then they're up 12 and then they're up 15 and then they're up 21. And it's, and it's over. Like, it's over. So yeah, stupid. Two more things. I just want to mention quickly. Uh, before we move on to the rest of the NFL, as we close out here, we're going to have to rush on that. I'm sorry. Um, but the two th- one thing I want to mention, three years ago, no, two, I want to say two years ago, then college football national championship was Ohio State and Alabama. Matt Jones lit up Justin Fields. That's mm-hmm. the reason why that game was on Monday Night Football, because that was supposed to be the rematch. You've seen them do this in a few years, like in a few times this year. Like the Jaguars played the Bengals because of uh, Lawrence and Burrow. And you've seen them sort of like line up these college quarterbacks that um, maybe when Cleveland gets Watson back, you might see them go up against Hertz or something because of all those games that used to happen. Sure, um, You're starting to see that a little bit. That was supposed to be the marquee, like, Mac Jones coming out party. Oh, my God, he's home game. He's going to come back from injury. Instead, a guy who, wait for it, wasn't even at a Division I FBS school at the time. He didn't go to Western Kentucky until his final year of NCAA eligibility. last year. He was at Houston Baptist. That school doesn't even exist anymore. It's now called Houston Christian. All right. Look, look. And so Bailey Zappi gets this Bailey Zappi gets the majority of the stats against <laughs> Justin Fields in this what was supposed to be this great primetime <laughs> NFL matchup. And it's hilarious. All right. So it's I just sad. gotta point that out. Second <sighs> thing. Sean Payton is a coaching free agent. I just want to float the idea that I wouldn't be completely opposed if. Sean Payton found a plane to Logan Airport sometime in the month of March next year. I'm going to leave that at that, and we can talk about that in a different time. Oh, be... Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to pull a Kyle and say if you don't win a Super Bowl, you got to get rid of Belichick. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But, but if you uh, if you want to entertain that idea as a minute talking point, maybe we can do that on our next show. But who knows? I'll probably be wrong about that. All right, but guys, I want to spend the final 10 minutes here talking about the NFL and where we were right and where we were wrong. All right. Um, I'm only going to point out, it's more fun to talk about how we were wrong. Um, so we'll start with that. Kyle, you were, um, you weren't wrong about much. I had you wrote, I had you written down. I took, took some quick notes. Um, the only thing I could remember is that you, you thought the Raiders were going to be good. Um, you thought the Chargers were going to be good. Mm. Yeah. Huge letdown division. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I will – huge letdown of a division. But, Kyle, I will give you credit because you were absolutely right about the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota oh, Vikings are – the. everyone's talking about Brady and the Buccaneers and how they're underachieving. The Packers mm-hmm. – the Packers suck. They they might be worse than Tampa Bay on paper. Like and they've both had some injuries and stuff, but 
I'm looking. The eyeball test says they're not that far separated. So you were absolutely right about the Vikings. I still love the Vikings, but I believe their only loss is to the Eagles who are undefeated. So mm. got to respect the Vikings there. And Cam, I had you as wrong about the Chargers. Oh, yeah. We all were. They haven't been as good as I thought. They haven't been awful, but they're not great. And then I had you as wrong about the San Francisco 49ers, but with an asterisk because they are sort of good. Um, and not I, what I thought. I was wrong about a lot. Um, Diesel and I were both right about the Ravens so far. They look like the best team in that division. Um, but I was wrong about the Seahawks, as I think we all were too. Um, but I, I think I went on record and said they'd be the worst team in the NFL. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. <laughs> it's kind of mathematically hard for that to happen at this point. Um, but I will pat myself on the back because I was right about the Broncos. I said the Broncos were going to remind us of the Seahawks because of how inept they are with Russell Wilson at quarterback. And I turned out to be right about that. Um, Big time. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about the NFL wide cast a wide net here i am not my 49ers pick is not dead yet i don't think it's dead it's just they've had a lot of injuries i want to just say will if we're talking about who's right i just want to say i said garoppolo be the starter by week five (laughs) the huge huge modifier is that lance got hurt in like what game one uh those those are technicalities all i know is Rappolo is on the field. Okay. <laughs> I feel right. I'm praying for I, I'm praying for Trey Lance. I hope he has a great recovery and he's a nice. He seems like a nice kid. He might have a great career, but I just thought Grappolo was a better fit for them this year. Right. And with CM with CMC there, if they if they get healthy, I, that division's very winnable now, much mm. more than we thought. So we'll see. I was wrong about I'm, the Cowboys while we're talking about injuries. Now, Cooper yeah, Rush so. did a pretty good job. I still think they're in it in that division. I think, what, they only have two losses to Correct. the Tampa Bay Bucks, and yeah. I think they lost last week, if I remember correctly. Philly. They lost to Philly, yeah. Yes, that's right. They lost, That was two weeks ago. They lost to Philly and um, Tampa they beat, Bay. They beat Detroit last week. So they're right. They're, they're going to be a wild card team. They're looking yeah, but I thought they were going to win the division. I think they're still in it. I think Philly surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Seahawks definitely surprised all of us so far. A pleasant um, way. Miami, sure. the Jets are better. We are all mm-hmm. wrong about the Jets so far. They're, I think, on paper, they're the third best team in the AFC, um, like by record right now. Um, AFC South's a mess. We knew, we kind of knew that coming in, though. Yeah, yeah the AFC. I know the Jags have had some interesting wins. Like they beat Cincinnati and the. They've been the most fun to watch, Will, out of that yeah. division. Well, and the, what, what's confusing about them, though, is they just traded Robinson to the Jets. To an- well, he wasn't getting any carries. I think his, his but, ship has... But you're still training him to a team that's like, you're going to be competing against for a wild card potential? That, that was that, that, that's a bad franchise, though. They that, they make bad moves. I mean, that's... <laughs> been, so, I mean, you know, it's, I hear you. It's, it's a bad franchise that's been bad historically that makes bad yeah. moves. I mean... Kyle, what about your Rams, though? We had that on the list of things to discuss. Let's. I want to close out with you talking about your Rams. I mean, they're not looking great, but that's what happens when you go down to your basically your fourth slash basically your fifth string lineman. Your front three are basically gone. They have one or two right now that are from the Super Bowl starters that are still healthy. I think one of them just got hurt last or two weeks ago, so they're down to one. So that's a huge impact. Plus, their offense has been just just really Cooper Cup. That that that's what frustrates me the most as a Rams fan. Like, you went to get Robinson, and he's supposed to be your basically your Odell Beckham. I'm not saying Odell may not come back, or he may. Who knows? But I think that Odell, for his safety, should maybe should take the year off to fully recover, for he can have a healthy career through his thirties. Um, but the Rams are just not doing anything. We can't run the ball. Um, Akers doesn't want to be part of the team anymore. He has his own ways, which is very confusing. They just went to go win a Super Bowl with this team, which is mind blowing. Um, to me, I guess if he's frustrated with the O line, well, you can't help with injuries. Injuries ha- happen to the team. Um, 
But Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball to other receivers. But I know from what I've been hearing um, that Robinson hasn't been getting open. Um, but I think there's some chances that he has been, but they just haven't utilized him enough. But uh, Van Jefferson comes back just from his bye week. He's just come back from his knee surgery. I think that's going to help their offense. Their defense has been average of what they've been the last few years to start. Like, they've been kind of slow to pick up the game. But once they get toward November, December, they've really picked it up. So I'm not worried defensively too much. Offensively, what really, really concerns me is just giving the ball to Cooper Cup. Well, I think the NFC is still wide open. I mean, oh. the the Eagles and Cowboys and Giants, that division we were way off. Like they I think they're oh, yeah. like the best division in football by win-loss record potentially. Someone should fact check me on that. The Seahawks have been better. Um the Cardinals have been kind of what I thought. Niners have been kind of what I thought. So but like that conference is still wide open. I wouldn't even rule out the Packers or the Bucks yet. Um the Vikings have been good. Um, so yeah, I mean that the Rams aren't like in the jeopardy of not making the playoffs at week seven at this point, but I don't think unless they completely turn their season around, it's going to be really hard for them to like compete to be like the number one overall seed at this point. Cause they're probably like a good three games behind Philly at this point. Um, yeah. that division has a really tough schedule this year. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and what's also weird about this year is the, um, the Colts, I thought, would be much better. Um, I agree. Yeah, like Matt Ryan. Y- you know, if you think just about a quarterback, what we were talking about with the Celtics is like you get rid of Wentz, and you bring in Ryan, and pretty much the rest of the team stays the same. You'd think that would be a huge upgrade. But there's something about that situation. He's getting benched for Sam Ellinger. No disrespect, but really? Jonathan so, Taylor's been a big disappointment too, yeah. though. Yeah, I know. Here I am saying he was a dark horse um, MVP. Which was a smart pick, based on based on precedent. But yep. they've been injured a lot too, and they haven't had played well. They turned the ball over quite a bit. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan looks like he's done. I think so. Yeah, the quarterback graveyard. That's that's what yeah. Indianapolis is. Peyton Manning's career sort of uh, looked like it was ending there, but then he went to Denver, resurrected it. He let, he's like the only one that Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. <laughs> What was last year? Oh, Wentz. Jacoby Brissett to an extent. I mean, <laughs> we can go so all yeah, day. The, where quarterbacks go to see uh, the Colts, the Colts are out in the pasture, you know? Um, hey, talking about MVPs, Cam, you mentioned this before we recorded. I'm sorry we didn't do this. Let's close with, I know, and we're jumping back here. NBA MVP. I forgot, completely forgot. I know you had mentioned that and didn't want to leave you off the hook, uh, leave you on the hook, excuse me, with that. Um, so let's close out. I know we're switching sports here at the end, but I, I do want to fit that in since you had mentioned it. NBA MVP. Am I starting? Sure. You're the Jason, NBA guy. Jason Tatum. I firmly bet. Not even just because of the Celtics. No, to okay. me, the Celtics would be the number one. They could win 55 nah, games. You know, you know you're right because you're you're right because I think that David Pasnack is gonna win the heart. I think that um I think that uh, Mac Jones is actually going to come back and win the NFL MVP. And then <laughs> oh, next year, um, huh. Xander Bogarts yeah. is going to win, if he's with the Red Sox, going to win the MLB MVP, uh, American League. So, yeah, you're right. Well, talk to me Talk to me in June when he's holding that Larry – when he's holding that – I know. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. That's not a bad pick. I know. He, he, <laughs> has, that, he has that ability in him. He clearly does. No one's uh, no one's disputing that. Um, Except for Diesel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, what about you? Speaking of you. I'm going to go with though, a little bit of a Western Cones player. I'm going to go with Damian Lillard as MVP like this year. I like that dark horse. Cam doesn't like that. 10th place team? I, I don't know. They're looking pretty, pretty decent right now. I mean, he just got hurt. They might, they might tank. Okay. I'll leave, the, I'll leave that one alone. We've got 78 games left. We'll see what happens right. on that one. Now, because I don't know a lot about DMBA per se, like I know I know enough to hang in the discussion, but I so I can't give any dark horses because I don't know the dark horses. Um, I don't follow it that closely. So because of that, I'm just kind of gonna take the easy route here. I think Giannis comes Great back. Pick. I think he's got something to prove. 
he won his first championship in 21 last year. They got bounced early by the Celts, um, relatively early, I should say, uh, in the second round. Um, I still think he, we all just say he was the best player in the NBA. Um, the only issue is like, not quite sure, like how, like, scoring is a big thing and I know he can score a lot, but I think there's other guys in the league that score more than him, like in terms of points and like points per game and all that stuff. Cause Lucas, the Lucas, the big pick right now. Yeah. But he's like, he scores. I mean, like obviously Giannis scores, but like Lucas scores in the, at the rate that you need to win an MVP and always be in that conversation. So like, yeah, he, that would be a pretty, um, that would be a pretty safe pick too. Um, but yeah, I think Giannis just was something to prove. I think if the Bucs are the number one seed and he's a reason why, uh, it would be hard not to say that. But yeah, Luca, that's a yeah. – we're like John Morant, perhaps. Uh, I was going to say Jaws for kind of a little wild card one. Yeah, Jaws a good wild card. Obviously, Jokic is a good – Jokic is a good – Embiid, um, Embiid will be in the conversation. Perhaps. In the uh, conversation, if they're, yeah. if they're a top three team, which I don't think they will be. But. Yeah. But anyway, hey, that's a good that's a good way to end it. I mean, I I can ha- see I can hang in the I can hang in the NBA talk to an extent. Can hang. I, I do love basketball as a sport. It's just the sometimes the NBA regular season is like, is NBA it over season. yet? Talk about all day about the Lakers. What was that? We can talk about the Lakers as and a whole. Thank the good, and thank the good Lord for that. We're not going to. <laughs> And we're gonna cut it. <laughs> no more, no Laker talk on this podcast. Um, yeah, I I'm actually having a guest next week talking soccer, and he's a big Laker guy. So good thing oh, we're talking about soccer because I I can't I can't do I can't oh. do the Lakers. I mean, here's the thing about here's the thing, and I'll just say this sort of as like a soft closing. We I listen to a lot of sports radio as I'm driving to and from work. Do you guys ever listen to like the Jim Rome minute? I don't know if any of yes. your local stations have that, like the yes. Jim Rome, CBS Sports Minute. This is Jim Rome, and he it's always at like the top of the hour, and it seems like every th- every time he goes into the Jim Rome Minute, it's talking about the Lakers. It's like, dude, there's, there's 29 other franchises in the NBA, and then I believe the the running count is 94 other teams in the big four sports, not to mention college sports. And you talk about the Lakers every single time. Like, is LeBron on the team? Yeah. Is AD on the team? Yeah. Uh, Russ? Yeah. I mean, but well, like- let me just Let me just leave you with this quote about the Lakers. I'll say one quote about the Lakers. I'm going to quote the great Charles Barkley. Lakers suck tonight and they're going to suck tomorrow too. <laughs> I think they're one of three teams that's 0-4 right now. Let me make it clear. They are terrible. Are they like they the, do. the like the you can take the Chargers out of San Diego, but you can't take the San Diego out of the Chargers? Westbrook shooting is like throwing bricks at at a wall. It's awful. What were they like twenty five percent from three in their first four games? They'd kill for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not I'm not a big expert on the Lakers, but what I do know is that they have a boatload of superstars and have a championship and oh actually no they did win a championship they won the most mickey mouse of all championships in a bubble and then they also much like their counterparts the dodgers won a fake championship so that's what it takes for la sports to win a championship everybody uh oh except actually of course for the rams we got to give the rams credit even the rams are still the st louis rams to me they they don't deserve to be in LA because LA doesn't give the Rams what they deserve. So yeah, the Rams did um, win their championship uh, to complete the ten year Kings, Dodgers, Lakers, and uh, Rams quadruple. But uh, yeah, no 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 thank you on the Lakers and the Dodgers and their fake championships. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. Hope you all enjoy the podcast. Uh, We'll be back next week, like I said, with Josh Ricker talking soccer. But until next time, I hope all you jabronis have a great rest of your week. (laughs) 
If you liked this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite provider, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to check out some of our other programming, including Make and Fire, a survivor podcast, brought to you every Thursday morning on the Sportland USA Podcast Network. Home Field Advantage, Make and Fire, Filling Up, The Morning Advantage, and Dear Go Daily News are presented by Sportland USA, and the opinions shared there do not reflect those of any other company, outlet, person, or entity.